to removing the cape, the place where perfectionists remove our superhero cape and discuss what it's like to wear our various titles, hats, and masks. We can pick them up at the end of the show, but for now, let's all relax. Time to get into the show. Hey, superheroes, welcome to the show. I am your host, Ty. Thank you for coming back for another episode. Thank you for sharing it with your friends and family or however you found it. I am glad you are here. Happy New Year. We finally made it through 2020, y'all. Hopefully, 2021 is much brighter than last year. Now, I will say up front, I know the title of this episode might be triggering for some of you. I get it, and I meant it to be that way. It was on purpose, but seriously, I'm going to tell you what sparked this. So on the season five reunion episode of Real Housewives of Potomac, the topic of passion versus aggression came up. Quick pause, commercial break on Housewives. Um, Potomac has been crazy this season. I know we talked about reality TV several episodes ago, but this show was in sane this season and I don't want to take a huge break to discuss it but just know if you haven't seen it it's been outrageous all over social media it's been so many memes and just about it just it's crazy it's crazy um but I don't that's not our topic today that's not what we're here for we want to talk about being passionate versus being aggressive and I have a special guest with me um I might just like call him the unofficial co-host because this is now his third time being here. I mean, like when I was talking to him about the topic for this one, he was like, oh, I, I want to hop on that one with you. And I was like, bet, let's do it. And I feel like he's like the unofficial co-host, you know, are you okay with that title? I'm with that. Okay. I like it. So... Y'all welcome my husband, Des. You know, we still platform, even though he's the unofficial co-host. What it is, people. We still platform. You know, we still welcome everybody here. It is. Okay. So, to set the stage completely, Mm. in the, well, in what brought the, the topic up for me, in the episode of Housewives of Potomac, there was a conversation about whether or not someone's being passionate mm-hmm. versus whether or not they were aggressive. Got it. So I thought that this was a great conversation to have because I think particularly um, two groups of people really are often labeled both passionate and aggressive or labeled aggressive when they're being passionate. Right. One group is women. Mm-hmm. Often when we're being passionate about something mm-hmm. we're often labeled aggressive right. or emotional yeah, i was about to say or emotional right when right. we're expressing something or passionate about something oh she's so emotional oh she's so aggressive right. um and then black people that part we're often seen as aggressive when we're passionate about something versus you know a white male who may get the ability to be oh yeah he's passionate he's a great leader tom brady Comma pause right there. Just saying. Yeah, I mean, like, to be all the way real, how many times have we seen Tom go off on his offensive line, go off on 
you know, somebody who made a bad play. Uh-huh. You're not even the coach. Mm-hmm. And you're yelling and screaming and all of these other good things. And, oh, man, he's just a great leader. And he's just doing all this he's other good passionate. stuff. He's He's so passionate. I mean, with that type of passion, you just have to just let him go. And then as soon as we make a bad play and, you know, it's bad and we respond to it. Now, oh, he has to calm down. You know, that it's like, yo, he's just passionate about it. He hasn't hit anybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he jumps in somebody's face. You should be used to that. Mm-hmm. Tom does it all the time. Because just like you just said, Tom is a big talker. All day. Another one who is a huge talker. Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers. All day, every day. Philip Rivers is one of, he's notorious for being one, having one of the biggest mouths yep. in the game. But yep. he's not labeled like that. At all. Now, other players call him that. But in a general sense, he's not dealt with, he's like not dealt with as no. if he is no. an aggressive person. No. But you have someone who is black that has a big mouth. Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman, mm-hmm. Jalen Ramsey, yep. have big mouths now, and they're aggressive. Now all of a sudden they're, they're aggressive. They're they emotional. Issues. Yeah. They're they not need to passionate. Calm down. Right. It's messing up the team if they keep, you know, voicing how they feel like that and stuff. Mm-hmm. They just need to keep it to themselves. But And, and then they, they even discuss their interview style and stuff like that. But Tom has made mistakes. Philip has made mistakes in their comments. And it's like. All of a sudden, well, they're a certain way. I mean, you got to understand they're just passionate about the game. So you can't be bothered with that. And it's like, well, why is that so different? Why is it so different? We know why it's different. Yeah. But nobody wants to admit the truth. Right. And I think we're we're getting into a time, honestly, where now it's kind of like, you know, with the Black Lives Matter movement with the NFL, with, with, um, you know, with the world, they're being forced to be like, well, now it's time for you to explain as to why. This person was called this, and right. this person was not. Right. So, yeah. Right. And since we're sticking in the vein of football, um, last year there was a major and controversial incident with um, the Steelers, and I want to say maybe the Bengals, when um, Browns. Mason Browns, the Browns. Browns right. Yes. So... When Mason Rudolph got into that whole situation. And, you know, there was so much conversation about Miles Garrett taking, you know, oh, he hit him with the helmet and all that. It's like, but did we see Mason's involvement? Going going at him. He went at him. In the situation. Like, all you got to do is watch the video. He went at him. And then all of a sudden, now, well, you know, Miles Garrett has to catch himself and. there there are two players going at it like it's football as if mason was not involved in the situation and also miles garrett Mm -hmm. said that mason called him out his name that part a racial slur yes and it's funny i was always thinking i'm glad you brought that up i've always wondered why that's been pushed under the rug because it's never been proven to be anything different other than mason's word on it but Mm -hmm. have they come together to have that conversation Mm -hmm. like it's funny how watching somebody who was telling the truth be put in front of the person mm-hmm. or telling a lie be put in front of the person. And it's like, no, 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 no. I'm here. Now let's have that conversation. They never did that. Yeah. And and that situation to me um, is very similar to what happened on Housewives of Potomac this season where you have people that are going at it aggressively with their words. One is way worse than the other yeah. with their words. And then a fight starts 
and the one that was worse with their words loses the fight, so now they become the victim. Side note, when does a fight not start? I just... <laughs> I don't even watch it. I don't even watch it. And half of the time, I get on there, I say, oh, they're fighting again. Oh, okay. Well, this is a physical fight. Uh, exactly. Well, you're right. There is a lot of fights on Housewives it's on, a Bra- on Bravo. And which um, is why, side note, I'm confused why Andy Cohen oh. is also disturbed about this fight okay. between these black women when Housewives of New Jersey Uh-oh. have had, they've had several fights. Mm. And then none of them white women have been uh, fired for Passion fighting. Passion versus... Aggression. Okay. Teresa flipped a whole table. Wow. Her husband and her brother-in-law... Like, destroy the venue. But you know what, though? I think that taps into something me and you have talked about before. Is when you, you're you not used to people doing certain things, then you label them a certain thing. Like, you're, mm-hmm. you're used to... It, it, and, it, and it literally is just the vicinity of people around you. Like, if you're white, you're used to your white family members doing certain things, mm-hmm. being aggressive, doing certain mm-hmm. things. And you're just like, oh, that's just being... That's uncle, whatever. Uh-huh. That's, you know, auntie such and such or cousin such and such. But then, because you have not been around black people, mm-hmm. when we do the exact same thing, it's the same stuff, same repercussions, all of that. But it's also on the other side of the images that have been shown to you. So when we do the same exact thing, your brain interprets, oh, they're just being ridiculous. But it's like right. you're, you're doing the same exact thing and many times worse. Right. Because exactly what you're saying, a housewife of New Jersey, most of that, most if not all of that cast... They're Italian. So what they always say is, oh, yeah, we're Italians. You know, we're aggressive. Oh, that's, you know, we're Italians. I'm sorry. They don't say aggressive. They say, you know, we're fireballs. We're energetic. We're a lot. You know, that that's part. just Italians. And it's like, can can we first of all start removing the labels of why we are that way and just say as humans, we all do the exact same, same stuff. Thing. Right. We all black, white, Italian, Asian, Hispanic. Whoever. Everybody does the same thing. Right. People fight. Right. People argue. Right. People do crazy things. Yep. People lose their temper. That part. It's people. It's not that black people don't do it. Yeah. White people don't do it. Yep. Everybody does it. And I think your point about the lack of exposure to others and being not being familiar with mm-hmm. other people and then that being the part that makes us uncomfortable, that's the real issue because what that exposes is that what we're really dealing with is my preconceived notion about each other. That part. And not the true fear or uncomfortability with the situation. Yeah. Whereas, oh, okay, if I see my you know, white coworker who, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, my whole family is white. So my white coworker who says or does something crazy, you know, I'm not going to trip. I'm just going to ignore it because, yeah, my brother's just like that. Yeah, my, you know, yep. my cousin is just like that. But then the one black guy or one black girl that's mm-hmm. in the office responds similarly. Yeah. Then it's oh my gosh oh 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 my gosh we can't mess with them I yeah. it's responding based on the preconceived notions yep. that we receive through entertainment or through our own prejudices and biases and what we News. Th- right images right because you're gonna see the image of the black man if he does a crime you're gonna see his face right if you see if if a if a white man 
And I know this this is it's hard to say, but we're 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 talking about stuff that's around the table with black folk, mm-hmm. and we're just having the conversation now. Mm-hmm. We're so tired of seeing a black man do a crime and his face gets plastered that very night, mm-hmm. and then a white man does a crime and his face is protected mm-hmm. until the story is forgotten about, and you possibly put his face on the internet mm-hmm. as far as like the store being very small. Yep. And that's, <clears throat> that's the thing that we're, we're struggling with is as you said, when black folk do certain things and, and then because our positions are not always empowered because the system was set up like that. Mm-hmm. So when we show up, you're not used to us. Right. So when we get there, it's, it, it's the fact that when you're around us, you're already afraid. Right. That's the biggest yeah. thing. You're already afraid. You're we can scared, be the quietest ones in the room. But you're scared. We can always have something polite to say. Always, How are you doing? but it doesn't nice matter. To see you. It's always going to be a little bit of fear, and it's like the moment we express anything outside of being excited, it's oh, oh my gosh, yeah, oh, oh, we got to be careful. What are you about ooh, to do? Oh, are you are you oh. about to like, dude? I'm I'm just chilling. I'm not doing I, anything, and that, and, that, and that causes us to also have issues because we realize that if we don't stay in a certain state, uh huh, then all of a sudden we become the threat it's like yes. it's like it's like they view us as pit bulls yes like you know the stereotype of pit bulls mm-hmm. like the lockjaw and that we're, we're gonna destroy something if you bother us a certain way and we're just people mm-hmm. we're just we're just human if you check the track record of you know society and, and black folk and white folk there's there's some things to be have conversations about we and you know that's the reason i got on here because i'm not afraid to say some truths is like you're going to continue to blame our race mm-hmm. for things that were done to us. Right. That's that's what gets me. That's what always trips me out is that we're we're called aggressive when we're being passionate. Mm-hmm. We're called this, that, and the other. But if you're looking at statistical, like documented stuff, mm-hmm. you're calling us things. That have happened to us. Right. That's right. That's you're, good. You're creating you're creating an image of the victim being the 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 aggressor. Right. The 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 one that has all of the issues, the ones that the one that's done all of these things. And it's just annoying because we're we are we are no longer behind chains or under chains, but yet still incarcerated to the expectations of those that are in power because they have not been around us but mm-hmm. they need the power of our worth work ethic right so you need us around to do the work mm-hmm. but as long as we're around we need to be good boys and good girls that's right i can't be a, a man and have a different or opposing opinion of you mm-hmm. or be bothered by a certain topic or <clears throat> be uh just passionate about why i believe this could be a certain thing mm-hmm. because all of a sudden i go from being at least marginally intelligent to you because i'm mm-hmm. never as intelligent to you right but as soon as i show some passion i go from marginally intelligent to neanderthal or right. i go from that to being the beast or i go from that to being the oh you don't know what he's he's, he's probably gonna start shooting us up because of his thug ways and stuff like that mm-hmm. and it's like are you are you are you serious right right now? or even a situation where you know more of us are correcting things that 
used to be ignored. Right. We're correcting things that right. are either microaggressive yes. or they are completely offensive. No, you can't touch my hair. You can't touch my hair. No, it's not okay to ask me certain questions or say certain things. Yes, it is offensive because the thing is, one thing that I love about the LGBT community is Don't that they have been very vocal about standing up for themselves and teaching us as people what is and is not okay to say to them and demanding their respect. And I love them for that. And that is something that I think a lot of minorities, particularly black people, have adopted with, you know what? It is okay to tell people that's not okay to say to me. Mm. That's not okay to do to me. Mm. I am re-educating you Mm. on how to deal with me as a person. Mm. So when we do that sort of thing and say, that's offensive to say to me, that's offensive to do to me. No, you can't do that. No, it's not okay to tell me as a black person and I am like really, really dark brown to say when you got your tan that we're almost the same color that's not okay that's not cute don't say that to me Mm -mm. oh we're almost the same color i'm almost darker than you that that's not funny at all that's not funny no like don't say ooh, ooh. i i I want my hair like yours no you don't like stop don't put your hands in my hair like i'm not a pet it that's not right we're not we're not pets we're we're equals i'm a human i'm a human I'm a I'm a I'm a human being. That's that's really all that is. And and, and I and I, you're saying so much stuff that's so real. When you jumped on the LGBTQ uh, moment about their expectations and what they've told us to say and certain things like that, I I, I run really really quietly on that one. Um and you know, yeah, I'll I'll move forward uh, because I do believe. That they definitely are, but there's even there's even an issue that I have in that sense of. No, I just say it. I don't. I don't care. You know. You know your husband. Um, <laughs> see, smiling. I I I I feel like that community as well does not step away from what we're dealing with in America, which is the acceptance of one side because of their skin color and the the lack of acceptance of one side because of their skin color. And what I say by that is I was definitely surprised that Andrew Gillum didn't get as much support as he should have. Uh-oh. It, it's interesting to me that mm-hmm. on the huge stage that he was on and it, it's 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 sad because you know, we're even afraid to bring up topics like this because it ostracizes us to a place of a hey, maybe. Oh, he's just a mad black man or mm-hmm. just any other. No, it's just facts. Mm-hmm. The man has voiced his bisexual situation. And yet in the midst of a, a big stage, all of this thing, he has not. I have yet to hear some big, big, you know, backlash or you know, bother from that community towards this black bisexual man. Yeah. Yeah. Where are you? Yeah. I And he literally just got caught up in a situation that they literally can't prove as to what the narrative was. Mm-hmm. So you would think, I mean, they, they've jumped on lesser. Yeah. Yet I have, I, I, that's real. 
I mean, you know, you you as you said before, you force or not even force, you enforce the necessary position to make sure that your community is represented and represented correctly. Mm -hmm. And I applaud that. I think that is awesome. Yeah, you should have the conversation of, hey, this is not cool. This should be this, that and the other. But make sure that it's consistent all the way through. Yeah. Make sure it's consistent all the way through. And for that man to be on that stage where he's even admitted yeah. that he's bisexual and there has not been anything mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. That's, that's it's just interesting to, yeah. you know, being a minister, you, you talk to a whole bunch of different people and I, of course I've had times to talk to those of that community <clears throat> and there are conversations of, you know, racial issues in that and in, in there. Yeah. You know, there there are. And I just don't. I just don't understand. Yeah. Or sadly, I do. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm, you, you know, your husband. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I get it. That's a that's a great point. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Just kind of dove in. I mean, (laughs) it is what it is. Okay. No, but yeah, I I get you. Yeah. I get you. Um, yeah. And that's, that is, that is a, a problem that, you know, to kind of bring it all together is definitely something that, um, that's not my phone. Just an FYI. I know we've had previous episodes with (laughs) it. My the bad. first time I ain't seen them, but that's not that's not my phone. My bad. So I apologize. Okay. I like, I, it's, it's my ESPN. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> but um, you know, there are definitely um definitely issues and situations within um that community that absolutely the LGBT plus community that um definitely need to be addressed as far as the uh, racial inequities and how things are not consistent across the board. And that is one that we've seen, you know, in the last several months that has been like kind of obvious, kind of in the forefront, um, or kind of what those inequities are mm-hmm. and out in the public. So I, I definitely, um, get you on that one. Um, and then, you know, just to kind of bring it back to the, um, standing up for ourselves and speaking positively and encouraging others to do the same, you know, that's definitely an opportunity where they could have done that. And, you know, I, I, I definitely, I, I feel you. I, yeah. I get, I, I, I mean, honestly, I think, you know, it, it kind of boils back to if you're not expected to be perfect, then why are we? Mm. That's that's the thing. It's always been, well, you should not have talked to the police officer like that, or you should have, you know, said this a certain way, or had you had said it this way, then you would have been in this position. But yet, after we hear, you know, th- that type of stuff, then we see videos of, you know, our our white brothers and sisters doing the z- the exact same thing or worse, mm-hmm. and it's respect or 
it's you know you 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 sit you sit in the the um the business and you sit you're you're there at the at the table and your boss is seeing the the your white friends or your your white coworkers say certain things that you would say but if you say it all of a sudden the whole room gets quiet mm-hmm. as soon as you open your mouth like mm-hmm. they're they're going back and forth the boss and the coworker going back yeah. and forth as if they're the same they're going back and forth and then as soon as you Say something and 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 not even with an aggressive tone. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not even with an aggressive tone. You say it and it's quiet. And mm-hmm. everybody's all of a sudden afraid because mm-hmm. they act as if you're you're you know, I I love this statement. My melanin is not a weapon. Mm-hmm. And um you you act as if my my skin just pulled out a bazooka. Right. And if anybody moves. Right. No, I just express my opinion. Mm-hmm. And that's that's it. And and because we've been in this society and been trained to check our temperament for so much, many of us for for those that don't understand have taken we there there's a reason why we said our statement at the end of the meeting because we have been thinking the whole meeting how to say this mm-hmm. without being seen a certain way. Mm-hmm. We thought the statement an hour ago. Right. But we've been thinking for a past hour, how do I say this without my skin scaring everybody in the room? Mm-hmm. And how do I say this without getting fired? Because right now I need this money because of the dynamic of our economy right now. So how, how, do, how do I say it correctly? And no matter how much you try, it's still, oh. Right. What? And you and you're oh she snapped oh he snapped oh you went you went uh-huh. off I'm not I just uh-huh. said how I felt it, yeah it wasn't yeah it's so on point I remember having a um a conversation with a colleague um a couple weeks after George Floyd was murdered mm. and I remember him you know talking to me and you know we were having a really great conversation and he was you know. Seeking to learn in conversation. It was just a great encounter. Right. And he said something that has to become an, a moment of education. Yeah. Where he was like, you know, I can't believe that people just sat and watched it. He was like, you know, um, even like the person recording it. He was like, I would have just like run over there, like get off of him and, and do that. And mm-hmm. I remember telling him, I was like. I can believe that you would have done that. Right. But you have to understand that as a white male, yeah. you have that ability to do that. Yep. And that thought process. That part. I said, what I can tell you went through the minds of those black people as they stood around and watched it. Mm-hmm. Was if I move, okay. I'm next. Yeah. They're going to yep. shoot me. They're going to shoot me. Right. If I even raise my voice too loudly, if I'm yelling at them, then I'm grabbed and I'm you have to understand the different dynamics. Whereas I told him, I was like, I I understand where you're coming from and I believe you. Right. And I know that his passion probably would have led him to do that. This is someone that I know and he probably would have. Yeah. He's not one to sit you know, but shout out he, to the allies. Yeah, he, he is a yeah. true passionate ally. Right. I believe him. I've seen him in different situations. Right. However, how 
that's a privilege to be able to do that. Right. Because we don't have the same. We don't, we aren't able to react. And I remember Mm -hmm. as we had that conversation and I was telling him that I remember explaining to him how a black person responding in the way that he's saying he would have responded. They would have been labeled as aggressive in that moment and seen as a threat. Right. A threat that had to be put down or handled or managed. Right. And those are the type of different dynamics that without having experience with experiences with other people, without being around them, without getting into those real conversations beyond the surface ones, Mm -hmm. we don't learn those things. Right. We don't get to know those things to where even if we're replaying that situation, the George Floyd murder. Right. Who knows if there were more white allies around, if he would still be alive, Mm -hmm. because the privilege allows them to stand up, to challenge the police officers, to do all of these certain things to where police officers are like, okay, well, maybe I am doing a little too much. But for us, it's, I fear for my life. That part. That's the difference. Yeah. Yeah. That that's the difference because, like you said, we've seen so many videos, yeah, of white people just going ham Crazy. on the police. I watched this video several months ago where this white lady she got pulled over. I want to say just for speeding or something like that. Yeah, she's fighting the police officer. She kicks him. She almost runs him over. He has to chase her down. I mean, it becomes an all-out brawl. Mm. And he just, not only that, of course, she was never shot. He didn't even get that aggressive with her. The, The fact that you can say and can say clear, of course, she was not shot. Mm-hmm. It's of course. Mm-hmm. And 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 can we pause really quickly oh on the shot thing? Because I'm one scared, thing man. I want to make very clear, like whenever we discuss, and I don't mean just particularly us, but just as a whole, whenever the conversation about um, unarmed black people getting shot or killed by police officers, um, you always have somebody in the background that says, well, you have more white people that get shot by police officers. <laughs> and then and then what? somebody <laughs> always wants to play numbers with me. Baby, what's that voice? Baby. I it's it's the irritating voice. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel you. You always have that. Right. And what I wanna offer is Break down numbers, love. I see you. Go back to School, whether it was for me in college, it's stats class. Go for it. Or if you need to go back to high school, middle school, wherever. But where we learned basic numbers about Mm -hmm. representation, Mm -hmm. it should not be that the numbers are not equal to the population. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to leave it at that. That part. They are not equal to the representation. Right. You can run whatever number you want to. Right. But trust me, as a marketer, numbers are my thing. That part. Stats are my thing. It, it, it's not equal to the population. No. 
It's that, not. That's all I say. I'm not going to dig deep in it because it is an ignorant response mm-hmm. to the issue. Yeah. It is a gnat when it comes to dealing with the real topic. I will not be distracted by the gnat. Just know that it is dumb. So if you want those people that thought that, bye. Okay? <laughs> all right. That was it. I just had to put that out there. Cause can, we, just... can we put a clap there? Can we put some clap? Yeah, we can, we can put a clap. Because I, I, I really felt like, I felt that thing. Because I'm I'm hoping, and, I, and I, it's sad to say, but I'm hoping somebody grabbed that. Like, you're, you're, you're talking, you're talking percentages as far as how many people are within the nation. So, of course, there are going to be more. Oh, my God. If there are more people. Overwhelmingly why, more. Why are we so much less Yet almost about the same in deaths. That makes no. So you're you're killing more of us in our population, and uh, you know, dropping the bucket of yours because of the size of your population. That's gonna be more activity. It makes no sense. It is dumb. I'm telling you. Mm -hmm. Anytime I hear that, I don't want to sound elitist, but I'm like, oh, that Cole, you stupid. If you don't know where that came from, then we're not people. Okay, well, I'll, I'll stop. <laughs> My international Martin. listeners, because there's some international listeners. One of the greatest sitcoms of all time. 90s classic show. Martin. Martin. And that's one of the most popular lines from Cole. that show. Cole, you stupid. You stupid. Okay. I love it. All right. Um. Well, Hold up. Be careful. We're being aggressive. It's my show. I can do what I want to do. <laughs> Y'all know I say that almost every week. I'm sure I can do what I want. I mean, and the funny thing about it is, I feel like we've progressed along. Like we started off a certain way, we're getting more and more passionate about it. But it seems mm-hmm. like now we're in our passionate state where we're actually talking about something that we care about. But I have yet to think about throwing the chair or throwing it wherever we are and going. No, I just want to talk about the topic. But why do I have to be so docile in my temperament to make you feel comfortable as mm-hmm. I state? Uh-huh. Something that is deep within us. It's our own personal revelation. It's our yep. struggle. Like we we said last night when we were talking, uh, you know, the black dynamic and the white dynamic in in America is two parallel universes. It, yeah. We're literally living in two different universes, and only one of them gets to live as if the other one doesn't exist. Right. Like that's right. We we're, we we are forced to acknowledge that there are two different ones because we're constantly seeing them being treated a little bit differently. I'm not a little bit, a lot of bit differently mm-hmm. because the systems were made for them. The systems were made uh to be a certain way and well, you know, I I it's not my fault. I I wasn't, you know, there when all of these things were happening. Oh I, my gosh, that's I, a lie. you know, I I you know, I didn't My family didn't own slaves. Uh, I'm only a second generation, a third generation. Yeah, but you're, but you're still, the benefit you're, you're the benefactor from it. You're yes. profiting from it. Correct. It's, and, and and I think the the best example I can give to anybody is if my great great grandfather was mowing the lawn and he went inside and when he came back out he found that his lawnmower was gone and it was in your great great grandfather's garage and every year he's asking for it never gets it hmm. every year he asks for it never gets it and then it's passed down to you that lawnmower mm-hmm. is it yours because it's been in your family for that long or should you give it back because it's mine <laughs> right and if you're going to hold on to it 
To me, you're just as much as a thief as your great great grandfather. Because it's mine. Mm-hmm. It's it's my stuff. It's 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 generally generationally mine. Mm-hmm. We work for that. Mm-hmm. What what makes you any different? Right. Like like okay, your 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 family created this mess back in the day, and you're profiting from the mess, but it's killing my household. My grass is high. Mm-hmm. I can't walk through it. I'm, I fear walking through my grass because there's snakes and all kinds. Of, if I could mow it, mm-hmm. then I could be safe. Then I could be okay. Maybe I could, you know, walk through my yard. But because all you do is cut your yard with my, <laughs> yeah, my lawnmower, mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about that, right? But because you were, you're afraid, and 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 this is so serious, love. You're afraid of the grass that you see in my yard that you just act like it's not there. Yep. Because what that what you're speaking on is that requires responsibility. That part. And no one wants to take on responsibility and the work to change something when they're like, oh well, I didn't do it. I don't need to fix it. Yeah. I mean Okay, I I get that there are differences. I get that there's issues in our society. I get that things aren't perfect. Okay, I've recognized that, so I've done the work. Right. Because I've recognized it. Right. No, that's just step one. Yeah. Now the work is having those hard conversations. Yeah. Calling out your friends and family when they say and do those racist things and we aren't at those tables and you're in your homes or you're in those meetings, whatever those spaces are where we aren't present Mm -hmm. and those moments come up, your responsibility is to be an ally in those spaces. Your responsibility is to be an ally when we're the only person in the room and you know that there's a situation or a microaggression going on and you know there's isolation don't have the private conversation on the side after everyone is left Mm. don't send the message privately and say oh i'm sorry that shouldn't have happened oh i hate that that you experienced that do it in front of the people in front of everyone right make it public Mm -hmm. that's the work that has to be done publicly give that lawnmower back don't go privately buy another one and then uh mysteriously drop it off in the middle of the night and say oh you got a lawnmower cool okay and and from from your secret you know santa don't don't do that kind of stuff it's the public things that kill that but that bears responsibility Mm -hmm. and that's the part that people don't want to do because it's like oh well, I didn't do it I don't have to it's it's hard work yeah it's hard work but it is oh, the only way that we get these things to change mm-hmm. is to not do it privately to do it publicly that to part. have those hard conversations yeah. to stand up for each other right. to make it everyone's problem so it's everyone everyone's issue to fix mm-hmm. that's the only way it happens because otherwise it just continues and then we have we continue with the situations where you have someone like Rush Limbaugh or Sean Hannity who are just seen as passionate people and you know he's a leader he's that and it's like those two are so aggressive super aggressive so aggressive right you have but Sean Hannity and Rush Limbaugh are not seen as aggressive. But you know who is aggressive? Amanda Seals. Oh, my. Amanda Seals is aggressive. 
oh my gosh, Amanda Seals, like blah, blah, blah. Does she spit facts, though? Okay, I'll leave that alone. Mm. Like, how is she aggressive, but Rush and Sean aren't? Yeah. I think I think the expectation is once we say that you're aggressive, you no longer become aggressive or you no longer become mm-hmm. passionate. But what I love about her, she's like, OK, what you call me? I'm going to say what I got to say mm-hmm. because you say it. Mm-hmm. You you say however you feel. So I'm going to say how I feel, how I feel mm-hmm. when I'm saying it. Right. And I purposely use those people because there are people who fought who on both sides that. Feel a certain way about Rush and Sean or Amanda Seals, and they're like, "Oh my gosh!" Sometimes, yeah, the way they say things yeah. is, Ugh. "Oh my gosh!" So I purposely use them. I didn't want to use someone who is more "quote unquote" straight laced, right. but I purposely use them because Amanda gets it so much worse. She surely does. Then Rush and Sean. I mean, the fact that the platforms that they sit on. Oh man. The audience that they're allowed to have. Mm-hmm. I mean, it that alone, when Amanda was on the reel, the reason why she didn't go back to the reel was because she was too she, real. She was way too real. She felt like, not felt like, she had various situations where production was trying to tone her down. Right. And tone down her message because it was cute and trendy at the moment to bring on, you know, the Black Lives Matter, the activist chick, you know, to bring her on. We're in that phase. We're in that phase. So it's really exciting to bring on that type of voice in this moment. Oh, that's great. We have her as one of our official hosts. Look at us. But then behind the scenes, we're going to try to tone down and water down what she's saying. And the man is not the type chick to be controlled. Mm -mm. That's why she purposely said, I signed a one-year deal so that way if i don't like it i'm out yeah and she didn't like it right and you look at what and the chick is so educated so talented i mean what she did with the passionate she's so passionate why can't she be and it and it goes back to our conversation that we had before to us all she is is sister auntie that's it. You know, you know when you get around auntie or sister yep. or cousin, yep. you know when you talk to her, her, her fist going to be raised and you're going to have a conversation about, you know, racial inequality within, mm-hmm. you know, all of these things. Yep. We, you're used to it because She's that familiar. is, that's, that's the, that's the barbecue that right. everybody wants to get invited to, but nobody wants to do the job to get to it. That's it. I'll leave that alone. Because she's going to be, you know, she's going to be cool. She's going to be chill for the most part. But in certain subjects, you bring them up. You know what she, time it is. And she going. You, you know already what time it know. Is. She dropping knowledge. That you part. already know because she's educated. She's passionate. Yep. She's expressive. But as soon as she gets finished or as soon as Coming to America comes on. Or Martin comes on. We laughing. We, we laughing and joking. We cracking jokes. Let's have a good time. She's singing. She doing right. karaoke. It's, it's my episode. It's a good time. But see, that's that's the thing. You think you think because we're passionate about a certain subject that we don't have dynamics past that subject. Once we get to that certain place, you think that we're stuck there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, we're not stuck there. It's just the topic, and it's going to bring up certain things. But when you when you brought up, you know, wrestling bog and and and. And and the other Sean guy, Hanny. Sean Hanny. Mm-hmm. When you when you bring them up, 
to their family members or those that are of our white brothers and sisters, to them it's, oh, that's uncle. That's just my uncle. That's uncle such and such. Or, you know, that's my dad. Or, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying? That's my brother. They're just, you know, they do that. And mm-hmm. then you you bring out, you know, TV and all of the stuff that everybody has fun with and you go into that. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's it's the same exact thing. It is. But we're we're watching the same stuff when 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 our sister gets excited about something. Oh, okay. Yeah. We're used to it. Fine. All right, now we're about to go to this next topic. Okay, what are we about to talk about? That's it. It's 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 just really quick. That's same it. thing with them. Yeah, and she should be allowed that space to be as, as passionate as she wants to be and not be labeled as an angry black woman. That part. Not be labeled as a hothead. That part. Not be labeled all these negative things, but be respected as being extremely educated, yep. extremely articulate. Yep. The ability to comprehend. Articulate. Right. Now, that has always been an issue for me. Yeah, I get that. I get it. The But the only reason I say it, and I get your reason for it being an issue is because people are often, oh, you're so articulate as if my okay. ability to put together words and phrases should be a, a problem. It's absolutely a microaggression. Right. Um, and I, I definitely get that. The only reason I say that she should be praised for all that who she is and what she is is because... That sister is so educated and the she way really she is. breaks down complex issues and right. has the ability to simplify them to where anybody can understand it, not just on her level of ed- like education and post, you know, secondary agree, like all of her education, but she's able to break it down to where it's like anybody in the barbershop or the hair salon can understand the topic mm-hmm. that should be respected. Because she know what she's talking about. I mean, she always knows what she's talking about. She know what and, she's and I, talking about. I think this is this should be the acceptable thing. She always knows what she's talking about. There are times that her delivery may be a certain way. Mm-hmm. You know, we you know we we're honest about all things. Yeah. There are times where her delivery is like, "Woo, you came across a little strong with that mm-hmm. one." I was, oh, maybe not as. But she's human. Since when is it wrong for her? To just make a statement that the full masses aren't agreeable with. You should be allowed to just be human. We were That's talking it. earlier about how we've watched videos of um, white people doing certain things that they tell us not to do mm-hmm. with the police. I'll never forget this video when this white man was being taken down by police officers, multiple police officers. He is resisting like crazy. And while he's getting taken down, he's on his stomach. He says, you are treating me like I'm black. You're treating me like a black man. I'm not a black man. You're treating me like I'm black. The fact, the audacity, the, 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 the ridiculousness of the moment to admit Mm -hmm. that, Hey, the way you're treating me is how y'all treat black people. I know y'all treat black people Mm -hmm. like this. And I know that as a white man, you should not be treating me like this. Right. Because my skin color puts me in a position where I shouldn't have to worry about this type of aggression. I should be able to talk to you however I desire to talk to you because not only my tax dollars my tax dollars pay your salary but also my white skin puts me in a position of higher than you. Mm-hmm. Then then you this situation mm-hmm. shouldn't be going on and I I I I remember one of one of our greatest allies. Um 
uh, Miss Elliot. Mm-hmm. Jane Elliot. Um, I, I, Auntie Elliot. I, 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 I love <laughs> to call her Auntie Elliot. Auntie Elliot said something to a crowd of white people that was so amazing to me. They're sitting in this auditorium and she's talking um, um, in front of them. And I'll, you know, I'm paraphrasing the best that I can, Auntie, so forgive me. <laughs> um, but as she's talking to them, you know, they're having conversations and she's like saying, do y'all believe that there are differences between blacks and whites in America and certain things? And like, no, 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 no. And so she asked this question. She says, well, would any of you be willing to um, be black in America or, you know, pretty much would live the experience of black people in mm-hmm. America? Would you be willing to live that experience pretty much trading places? Mm-hmm. Would you? And they got quiet. Mm-hmm. It, it is. It's not. And I and I, I, I say this to our brothers and sisters all the time. Like, hey, it's not that. uh our, our white brothers and sisters don't know. Yeah. They know. They just at times sit on the privilege of not having to notice it. So they don't feel bad for the fact that their silence, their silence becomes agreeable to it. Yeah. And and that, that to me drives the passion that we're not allowed to express. Mm-hmm. It's because we're forced into this parallel universe where we're in the slums. Yeah. Where we, while in the slums, support those that are in the bubble of the universe that is just bright and beautiful and all of that. And your your city, your city literally sits on the skulls and spines of our dead ancestors as you bury us generation by generation under your privilege. Yeah. And you wonder why we're so bothered. Right. We're living in mania. Yeah. Because we're 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 having to force our brains to say that we live the good life while supporting somebody that that is actually living it and it is it is it is something that we should be appreciative of as living at least a little close to them mm-hmm. not having the same privileges mm-hmm. but at least you get a little bit of their every now and then they allow you in and you should be thankful for that moment what yeah yeah that's why we're passionate and right. that's why sometimes we're Slightly aggressive about yeah. certain things. Yeah. And while you were speaking, it made me think about something that, you know, and I'll wrap it up with this, that I think a lot of times as people in general, whether it is in, you know, your co-working spaces, relationships, friends, family, whatever it may be. Whenever we have an issue where the passion is there, yeah, we automatically start seeing the other person as my enemy. Mm-hmm. So now, because we may have opposing views on something, and or even you're just passionately informing me about something or expressing something, right? Now that that's being done, so now we're automatically enemies, mm. and instead of us. Having opposing views on this subject, right? Now we're enemies. Period. No matter what, and that right, and that is an issue that is also underlying in this that really has to be addressed because I think the more we encounter people and realize that 
we can disagree. We cannot see things the same way. We can, you know, have different experiences and we have the ability to do that without being enemies. Right. And I think as we do that, we will allow each other mm. even more to be passionate about something, right. to be expressive about something and not take it personally that you are aggressively attacking me mm. or you might attack me because you're so passionate. Yeah. We have to allow people to be people. Yeah. Allow each other to be human. Allow us to run the gamut of our emotions Mm -hmm. and not limit it to certain groups and sectors of people based on our race or our gender. Yeah. Black people are allowed to be passionate. Black men are allowed to be passionate. Black women are allowed to be passionate. And we're allowed to be that and not be aggressive or not be seen as unpredictable mm. we want to be passionate and be seen as seen as a leader as well mm. oh wow you're a very passionate leader not oh you know they might snap on you or when i'm speaking up about a situation that may be wrong let me be an advocate and not someone who's playing the race card let me be assertive right and not someone who is just a hothead. Mm-hmm. So, thank you for joining me for this conversation today. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. This is this has been good. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think I enjoyed allowing everybody to kind of sit in our usual conversations. Yeah. This ain't this is nothing new to us. Like talking yeah. and getting things off of our chest. And I, I think I we've always said you know. If we, we had people just to listen to how we talk. Um, so yeah. I think that that was kind of cool. Yeah. All right. Well, my unofficial co-host. Yep. I appreciate you. Enjoyed it. This week's inspirational segment is dedicated to several thought leaders. I wanted to leave us with a few quotes about passion. I hope they inspire you. Tony Robbins states, passion is the genesis of genius. Legendary musician and philanthropist John Bon Jovi says, nothing is as important as passion. No matter what you want to do with your life, be passionate. Vincent Van Gogh says, I would rather die of passion than of boredom. Lastly, Bishop T.D. Jake says, if you can't figure out your purpose, figure out your passion. For your passion will lead you right into your purpose. End quote. I leave you with these quotes and I hope that they remind you not to let others make your passion seem as if it's aggressive. Embrace it. Let it lead you. Let it guide you. Be well. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed the show and tune in again next week. Be sure to subscribe and rate the show wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Share with a friend or family member and follow us on social media at Removing the Cake. Check out our website at www.removingthecake.com. Whatever superhero cape you have to pick up and wear today, I hope it's a bit lighter 
and your smile's a little brighter. See you next week.